Welcome to How My Country Works with your host, Stephen O'Shea, the podcast that rummages around the hoarder's basement of the global political system and pulls out the insightful gems hidden way at the back. Each episode, we'll be working alphabetically through different countries' politics so you can show off to your friends and maybe gain a slightly better understanding of just how those countries work. However, many of the episodes will tackle themes and concepts that shape the broader picture, but don't sit neatly with just one country. With this in mind, we'll be looking to do a bonus episode every so often to help fill you in. And next up, it's the IMF and the World Bank. For many people, the term IMF might bring up images of Tom Cruise leaping off buildings or running away from explosions as he takes on the latest death-defying activities as Ethan Hunt for the Impossible Mission Force. Yes, that's actually what the IMF stands for in the Mission Impossible movies. However, the real IMF has a much more run-of-the-mill name and day-to-day role in global affairs, and it does this alongside its sister organisation, the World Bank. The IMF and the World Bank are both associated with the United Nations, but they have their own organisational structures. The IMF, for example, stands for the International Monetary Fund, see, I told you it was a bit boring, and, like the World Bank, it's a global organisation that was established in 1944 as a way to try and find a way to stabilise the world economy after it had been so battered by the Second and First World Wars, as well as the Great Depression. The two organisations are similar, but they do have slightly different roles. The stated purposes of the IMF were to create international monetary cooperation, to stabilise currency exchange rates, and to assist member nations with temporary balance of payment difficulties. By the 1980s, there were 143 member nations. However, most of the communist countries, including the former Soviet Union, did not join. However, it now has over 190 members and manages around $1 trillion worth of assets. To join the organisation, countries had to agree to allow their currencies to have clear conversions to other members and that they would help to fund the IMF based on how big their economies were. This means bigger countries pay more, but they also get more of a say in where the money goes. As part of the deal, those countries could then borrow money from the IMF if they get into trouble or there's an emergency, and the amount of money they would get would be based loosely on the size of their economy and how much they've previously contributed, though they do have to pay the money back, and with interest, usually around 4.5%. So it's basically like a big bank, though it may ask countries to make some changes to their economic policies to unlock the money. Again, kind of like a bank. Speaking of banks, the World Bank is similar to the IMF in many ways. This includes its list of members and how it's funded. But the World Bank acts more like an investor in different projects and countries. So, for example, if you're a poor country that wants to build infrastructure like bridges and ports, you go to the World Bank for a loan. Many of the loans to the world's poorest members are interest-free. However, the World Bank is the world's largest multinational creditor institution. And as such, many of the world's poorest countries owe it huge sums of money. Indeed, for dozens of mostly heavily indebted poor countries, the largest part of their external debt, in some cases over 50%, is owed to the World Bank. So more simply, the IMF is for currencies and emergencies, and the World Bank is for investments and projects, though there's obviously some overlap. As a random fact, and for political reasons, the IMF is almost always headed by a European, and the World Bank by an American. Well, Hopefully, that gives you a bit of an idea around the IMF and the World Bank. 
Join us next time where we'll be exploring the first South American country of the podcast, Argentina, which has had more than a few run-ins with both financial institutions. As always, please do rate us on your podcast app and recommend us to any friends that have a hankering for political knowledge. Follow us on Instagram at HowMyCountryWorks for extra insights and facts, and there you can message us around anything else that you'd like to know about different systems or concepts that crop up in the episodes. See you next time, and remember to keep asking How My Country Works.